Good afternoon. Good morning. Morning, yeah, morning. Dave. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I you, you did say you were struggling earlier. Yeah, so. yeah. Did you see the Beer and Brewer Top 50 list before we start, Dave? Yeah, I did. Yeah. What, what, did, you, what did you think of it? Oh, outraged. Why are you outraged? Can't believe it. All those weird interstate bars I never heard of scoring highly. Can't believe it. I can't. Yeah, I can't believe people. Like, I, I, I actually voted on that list. Yeah. And I can't believe people voted differently to me. It's just. There's noobs don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, like what is with people having different opinions? I know. So many West Australian bars. Yeah, what is with that? Never even been there. I never even heard of those bars. Yeah. I, it makes me angry that whenever there's a list. Uh, you know what? I, I can't believe there's one around the corner from my house, and I, it's clearly one of the best bars in Melbourne. Why I didn't mean, that get voted? I don't know. What don't are people doing? It just doesn't make sense to me. I, it really annoys me whenever there's a list that the, exactly what I want is not top of the list. I know. It's like people have different opinions, and I'm not interested in that. Yeah, if I wanted to help, like have someone else's opinion, I don't want that. Do you think people could just listen to our podcast and never vote on a list again, and just listen to what we like? I do. Well, I don't understand. Is that not what happens normally? Um, I I don't think so. I don't think everyone listens. They probably should. Okay. All right. Well, if you're going to vote on a list, people consult, just do what we say. Yeah, consult us first. Don't deviate. From what we say, yeah, and don't worry about those interstate bars. I don't, yeah. know, I, I don't, I've never heard of them. All, yeah. all the Vic bars, please. Yeah, nothing we haven't heard of yeah. in lists, please. Hey, Dave. How are you going? Good, good. Good morning, Luke. Yes. Um, now, I should apologize to our listeners. I am slightly delirious this morning uh, while we're recording. I was up quite late last night watching rugby and drinking coffee, and I drank far too much coffee, and I didn't sleep. I saw a tweet that you put out like going talking about how you worked at Siphon Coffee, and I thought, well done, Luke, but it's 11.30 p.m. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, so I was gifted a coffee siphon by a friend who I think a lot of people bought coffee siphons about two years ago when they were all the rage and never used them. So he gave me one. What, are you suggesting that people in Melbourne are susceptible to fads? I would never... Uh, coffee fads? I'd never oh, say such dear. a thing. Outrageous. Um, and I thought last night I wanted to stay up and watch the rugby and it was... I'd had a really big day of, of stuff. So I thought I'll, I'll get the siphon out and give it a whirl. Really good. Yeah? Really easy as well. Mm-hmm. Um, if, you, if you have a coffee siphon or if you want to get a coffee siphon, do it. It's way easier than I thought it would be. How, how does it work? Um, you get a... It's a bulb at the bottom full of water. Mm-hmm. You have the coffee in the top and a filter, and you heat the bulb, and it bubbles through the top like those little Italian-style stovetop yeah. things. Uh, and then you sort of, you know, you have the water in there, and you mix the coffee in into the top bit, and you take it off the heat. And when it cools down, it sucks back through the filter, back into oh, the bulb. Oh, I see. And then you end up with a. And it's pretty tasty. Yeah, it's not as bitter. It's kind of more mellow and. Um, yeah, really interesting. Good one. Hmm. We should welcome our guest, uh, Brian. How's it going? Oh, good. How are you guys? Good. Very well, thank yeah. you. I uh, think, if, yeah, with Luke, all his <laughs> activities over the last 24 hours, he's looking pretty chipper, actually. Um, yeah, <laughs> lots of coffee. Uh, uh, Brian, uh, you're from Redwood Distribution. Yeah. yeah. Um, which we'll, we'll cover uh, further in the in the show. Um, but we'll first, we'll catch up on some news Bit of a going up. around. All right. What have we got um, on the list? I was looking for the news, and the first one that jumped out was the Founders Expansion. Um, Founders is an American beer we can get over here now, um, and a lot of people really like it. Mm-hmm. They're all-day IPAs, I think, a bit of a crowd pleaser. And the Breakfast Stout, also a perennial favorite. Definitely. For a good reason. Definitely. So them expanding uh, is probably pretty good news for, for fans of them over here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're probably the most recent in a long line of American expansion. Do you know if they get distribution all across America? No. They don't? So no. that's what I'll probably... Make those guys happy. Yeah, I mean, we're, well, no, because it's sort of down to state. I guess, Brian, you probably know more about this. Um, the state laws prevent that, don't they? Yeah, d- I guess it also, also depends on the market. Uh, some markets are pretty small. Australia is probably bigger than a lot of states in America. So they happen to be out here before getting to some states, which is pretty amazing. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I've read that online that a few uh, people in different parts of America are slightly irked that they're not getting 
the beers in their part of the country, but they're going to other parts of the world beforehand. Yeah, but I'm getting exactly. there, so I'm fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> I find that with uh, being on the West Coast, going back and seeing East Coast beers more readily available in Australia than in a, a shop like Safeway at, in uh, San Francisco. It's mm. amazing. And it's something, while we pay a lot of money for beers over here uh, with taxes and, and excise and travel and all that, we actually get amazing access to you know, the American stuff that's coming over, um, the Belgian stuff, the European stuff, and the New Zealand stuff. So... We're actually pretty fortunate. I, th- I think it's yeah, we're in a, on a pretty good wicket. Yeah, time. yeah. Pay for the pay for the pleasure, but it's a pleasure nonetheless. Absolutely. Hmm. Now, just I, I forgot about it. We're drinking a beer at the moment. We are drinking a beer at the moment. This is uh, actually uh, we should give a shout out to Sessionable, the Sessionable podcast. They mentioned this one on their show the other day. Uh, it's the Three Ravens Dark. I think Liam might have recommended it and, and said give it a whirl. And I saw it in the shop last night, and I realised I haven't had it since. Um, a cask event, I think, at their their brewery a few years ago. So I thought I'd pick it up and, and tastes good. It's not as dark as I thought it would be. No, it's I don't know. I I don't really recall having it that often. So I don't. It's very good though. Mm, really tasty. Yeah, yeah. It's a good it's, Sunday morning beer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of well. There's a, a bit of coffee flavor in there. Coffee, and a good balanced smoke in it. Yeah, it really integrates really well the smoke. Thanks, Liam, for that. I wouldn't have picked this up for a long time if I... Like, I wouldn't drink it if I saw it on tap. Maybe if I saw it on cask, I would, but I wouldn't... It's one yeah. of those beers I just would have forgotten about. Easily overlooked, yeah. Mm. Mm. This beer this week, we had the Chestnut Pilsner, the last show. A bit of a renaissance on that we show. overlook, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, good work, Three Ravens. Uh, in other news, we're going to have some mead content. I know we asked last week for mead Advice. We've caught mead fever. We have caught mead fever. I don't fever. know if that really sounds that appealing. But, um, <laughs> no, not really. No, just recently, though, we've just been a little bit, I don't know, enchanted by yeah, the great unknown of mead in Australia. I've never actually drunk any mead. Hmm. Uh, so I've had two variants, both of which were the uh, Maxwell's that you can get at, I think, every Dan Murphy's yeah, in yeah. the world, I think. Uh, <laughs> and that's the only frame of reference. One was, like a, I think... A, close to straight mead as you can get and one was spiced mm. and I enjoyed both of them but I don't really know what it's supposed to taste like what, or your, if it was what, good or not your, your so. benchmark for mead is exactly um, so we've just we've actually organised an interview with uh, the guy from Moonlight Meadery he'll be over to do some events soon so uh, we'll, we'll get it from the, the horse's mouth so to speak apparently um, his meads are pretty pretty great from what I understand so um, yeah, I'm pretty excited by it. And we've also ordered some mead horns on the internet. Can't wait. So we'll, uh, we've just jumped right in. Well, how else should we do it? Um, and, and what I actually found interesting uh, is that looking at mead stuff online, there's no, you know, you look at beer blogs in Australia and there's, uh, there's hundreds now. There's no mead content. Like There's no awareness of mead at all. So, yeah, expect more mead content if we like it. If it turns out we don't like it, then we'll... We'll just pretend it never happened. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wipe this from memory. Do you, have you ever drunk mead, Brian? I can't say I've had too much of it, but I have had the Seven Cent. Uh, they do a, a mead beer. Seven? I was speaking with uh, Doug from oh, yeah. the other night. Yeah. Oh, I haven't, yeah. I haven't heard Is that, that just a new one? It's, yeah, one of the... I mean, they do such small quantities. Yeah. It was yeah. available a while back, but yeah. Hmm, okay. I forget the name of it, but uh, I'd check it out. So did they call it a braggot? Because I think that's what the term for an ale with hops. mead blend is. Isn't is it that uh, not what it is? Braggot. I, I always thought a braggot was a mead with hops. Oh, right. Okay. I'm Maybe not we sure. should check this before. Yeah. Brian, yeah. Any, any insight? Yeah. No. <laughs> I'll do some research and then we'll cut and edit. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do a snappy edit in later on. And this was pretty tasty, was it? Uh, yeah, yeah. It was good. It's an acquired taste, but yeah, mm. very nice. Okay. Probably oh. the best mead I've had. Oh. We should probably uh, we'll throw a line those guys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll drop those guys a line. They're doing yeah. some interesting things as well. We're just getting a bit of information from the producer. Uh, so a braggot is mead, beer, spices, and hops. And right. herbs. Yeah. No, no mention of hops. hops. All right, okay. I'm just making stuff up here. Because I think the ones that I've had, I've had the Bridge Road used to do uh, one called the Ugly Duckling. Mm. Um, which was pretty delicious, but increasingly difficult to come across. Um, and Red Duck also did a couple, I think, um, of braggot style beers, which were 
okay, but I don't really know what I'm looking for. Yeah. That would be enjoyable, though. Yeah. All right. Well, expect some more, hopefully more knowledge. More, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is horrendous. Um, all right, let's, let's move along to the next thing on my list. It's Oktoberfest. Prost. Prost? Prost? How do you say it? Prost? Prost. 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 I was going to say, yeah, whatever. Um, what are your thoughts on Oktoberfest, Dave? Are you excited? Uh, am I excited? No. But I'm more than happy for anybody else to lose their mind if they like. Yeah. Because I'm like, a, I, I do like an Oktoberfest beer, hmm. but I don't want to just go to a place where there's only Oktoberfest beers and that's it. Yeah, I don't look forward to it because I don't like German beers, really. And yeah. that's a horrible generalization to say, but... The German beers that you can get at most places during Oktoberfest. Yeah, that's the, not what you want to do. Yeah. They're the same beers everywhere, and I don't like that style of beer. Um, I really like Red Hills Fest beer, hmm. um, but there's, when you, whenever you can have that, there's plenty of other things you can have as well. But hmm. um, I, I'm actually thinking of heading along to an Oktoberfest venue at the moment um, and doing the, because I don't really like it, let's tackle it head on and, and sit down and, and see if I do actually like it or whether I'm just being cynical. Maybe I'll do a blog post about it. Okay. Yeah, I get like a little craving now and again for German beer. And mm. there's like a crappy little bottle shop that's got nothing except for um, as much Weinstefan as we can get in the country. Mm. They just have that and nothing else interesting. Um, so I, You're naming names? Or? Well, uh, I would, but I couldn't <laughs> even tell you. It's such a crappy little corner little place. <laughs> oh, I don't okay. even know what it's called. Uh, but if you, you're listening, you know who you are. Any place. Yeah. Yeah, it could. Yeah, exactly. Street it's, corner. It's, 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 yeah. it's one of those little ones, yeah. Uh, stuff and pops up in those kind of places, I think. It's um, it's a strange one. What about you, Brian? Are you an Oktoberfest fan? Uh, obviously, you can never replicate what actually happens over there, but mm. uh, it's a good way for Australian brewers, I guess just another holiday for them to, to look at doing something different. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of good German-style beers that are going to be out there for mm. the month. Have you so. been to an Oktoberfest? In- no, no? I'm probably the only person in Australia who's never been to Europe. Yet. No, I haven't either. <laughs> I've okay. been to Europe, but I haven't been to Oktoberfest. I don't really like crowds of drunken people. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Being a, a person who's, yeah, I don't know. I'd rather sit quietly over a beer than, than be in a hall jostled. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> seems Seems overwhelming to me. Um, all right. Well, let's move on from Oktoberfest then. That was a fizzer, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Oktoberfest, boo! Good Beer Week 2015 <laughs> registrations are open. Uh, so if you are hoping to, to get an event or, or whatever, um, jump on board. Brian, you got anything cooking up for that? Well, we have talked to about eight venues and locked them in. Nice. Uh, we have no idea what's going to happen, but... You sort of have to do that, though, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, get so your placeholders in, yeah. Yeah, they just register on the website to then mm. um, really don't have to provide too much detail till mm. later on. But we're looking forward to some exciting things with our domestic brewers doing some special beers, maybe getting some of the U.S. uh, brewers to come out. Excellent. So, yeah, we're just putting together a business case for them that uh, it'd be great. Uh, There's high demand to to talk technical details and think about some themes. Hmm. Um, But, yeah, it's it's, uh, the top beer event, according to them, in all of Australia. Hmm. So Great. Um, I guess we should ask. Who are the brewers in your portfolio at the moment? Yeah, so uh, the last time we uh, spoke, I guess it was just Lost Coast, and then we signed Eel River shortly after. Uh, And then we also signed Mad River Brewing. There's a lot of rivers, but uh, (laughs) that's only a few around that area. Um, And then uh, we also have Kuinda helping them with distribution. And then just a few days ago, uh, started with Prickly Moses. Oh, cool. Great. Yep, part-time. Uh, and also a few others, but um, yeah, it's it's kind of random that, or not, it's not really a coincidence. But uh, I I really like that area of California where all our U.S. breweries are from, mm. and they're really all within the same county. Um, it's just that good of a county where there's world class brewers uh, mm. in the same river system. It's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, Eel River so basically is uh, one of the smaller boutique breweries in America. They're 100% organic. They're, they've actually uh, had some difficulties getting some other ingredients for for some of their newer beers. So those aren't 100% organic, but whatever they can source. Mm. And Mad River is, uh, I think they won Ga- uh, the Great American Beer Festival Best Small Brewery uh, 
oh, wow. a few years ago. Cool. So they're doing pretty well. They're uh, smaller again than Lost Coast, but Lost Coast is huge expansion going on. Hmm. They just bought a, or are creating their $30 million facility. Wow. With, um, I believe, they're ger- this pair of German guys who just come out and design everything. All automated. Uh, absolutely amazing. Hmm. So, yeah, exciting times. Uh, they, uh, I actually just got back of, uh, last week from California and met with all of them. Uh, they're all really happy about the Australian market, uh, see good things going on. They're interested in, in checking out some Australian breweries, actually, when they come out. So Awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. exciting. Yeah. It is exciting. So, yeah, keep an eye out for Good Beer Week for, for those those guys if they're out and about. What and are we going to do with our Mead Horn event? <laughs> <laughs> Mead, I don't know, maybe we need to do it. Maybe we need to organize a mead event. Yeah. It's a good idea. Speaking $150, you get your own Ale of a Time mead horn. <laughs> Branded Ale of a Time mead horn. That's not asking too much, is it? I, I think it's pretty reasonable. People would snap them off, surely. Um, and speaking of mead events and, and Good Beer Week events, um, Sydney Craft Beer Week's coming up mm-hmm. uh, at the end of this month. So get on board with that. There is a mead event there, the Moonlight Meter, who we'll be talking to on the show later in the, in the month as well. Uh, they've got a, an event at Camaray Craft. Um, and also, we should shout out to Sessionable, um, our friends, are doing a live podcast. So, yeah, if you're up in Sydney, you're going to be around, check out some events for that. Yeah, I think the live show will be a bit of food, a bit of beer, some yeah. fun chat. Um, and <laughs> Sydney Craft Beer Week is, is sort of just getting a lot of steam, and there's some really exciting events. So, um, I was actually thinking about going up, but um, I'll save my cash, maybe next year. Um, that's all the news i got. Any Is news, news roundup? Yeah. Any news for you, Dave? Yeah. All right. Well, uh, do, what do we do? do? Have we talked since we went to um, the Cantillon? Is Wednesday day? Yeah. Oh no. Oh no. That was that was we recorded that morning, didn't yeah, we? Yeah. 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 What did you think of Wednesday day? Uh, I didn't like the event because there were so many people there, but um, it was fun though. I it was every single person. I think I knew everyone that was there. Yeah. Um, there so many familiar faces. Um. So. For those unfamiliar, the, the Wednesday event is the Cantillon limited release beer global event. So there was three, four Cantillon beers on tap and a whole bunch of bottles being poured. And that was good fun. It was good fun. There's some I, little I, gems I, I love loved the beer itself, the Wednesday beer. Um, it had everything I like in a, in a, a sour beer. Yeah, it was pretty tasty. I kind of got frustrated by, and this is just, um, I don't like small pours, sort of, and I ended up. With a beer like Cantillon, you kind of want to get a big glass. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Really it. So I kind of... There's left, a little bit to work out there, yeah. Yeah, left sort of feeling like I didn't really uh, get as much out of it as I wanted, but I really enjoyed the event and, and yeah, I guess the chatting to everyone and mm-hmm. all that, um, but I'd still rather... I scoffed at the system as well. Um, the system they had to organize all the, pre, the pre-purchased pours. Yeah. Um, they did a system where it was like a, like a raffle ticket system where you got a colored and numbered ticket and they'd go by color and actually give pour the give the beers out individually and that seemed like a dumb system to me and it went really well so i can't really complain about oh, it too much i thought there's a few hitches i, I thought it could have been done better because it probably could have but that one, one, seems like a really rigid system but it was um, it was pretty quick well there's we were standing right there waiting for our number to come up and what they're doing is they're pouring it and then yelling out the number and waiting for that person and we're standing there and we, we just as our numbers sort of came up we got started to talk to someone Excuse me, sorry. And she then like went past us, and we're like, "Oh, we we hesitated for about a second, and we almost missed out on our beer," <laughs> um, which I thought was a bit unfair. I don't think you would have missed it, though. We wouldn't have missed it. No, you might have just lost a couple of spots, in yeah, the queue, yeah, which would have irritated and outraged you. I imagine it would have yeah. outraged me. Two more people have tried it before you did. <sighs> um, were you guys in a pretty sour mood after that event? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've been there before <laughs> for a Cantillon <laughs> tasting, and it was just—it was amazing that it could be a week twenty, whatever twelve. Twenty twelve, yeah. Um, and I had like the biggest churning guts afterwards, and it was even though I only, I only had a couple of glasses that night, I was sort of getting back into that ballpark. So <laughs> I'm glad I wasn't hanging around too long. When we were in in Belgium, we did a uh, a hotel we stayed at. Said to us, "Do you want to do a sour beer tasting tonight?" And we're like, "Of course." And I think there was. 16 or 18 sour beers uh, from everything from the the really bad Creek Max which is uh, as horrible as you can imagine a beer called Creek Max to be right up until some you know vintage Cantillon stuff 
but by the end of it, you're just like, I can't taste yeah. anything. The beer goes down to there and stays yeah, there. Yeah, I guess yeah. this is like... Oh, I pointed and on air. I uh, pointed to like the middle of my chest, yeah. <laughs> An idiot. Yeah. Um, so sour beer's great, but not too many. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, let's um, come back and we'll chat to Brian a bit more about what he's up to Very with good. Um, Redwood. Awesome. Cool. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, Brian's been kind enough to bring us in a couple of beers, so we've just opened one. Do you want to tell us what it is? It's the the Scotch Porter from Mad River. So, yeah, a a really nice beer for this time of of year. It's uh, not as rich as some of the porters you get, but still has a nice coffee essence. And uh, not too high of ABV. I think it's 6.5%. But... um, yeah, it's it's one of their highest rated beers, so mm. happy to bring it. Yeah, that it is along. very tasty. It's yeah. got a great chocolatey aroma. Yeah, there's, there's something that I really like. It's kind of almost um almost like a big rich stout, but it just kind of mm. it's quite light. Um I could imagine sort of enjoying a couple of these on a springtime afternoon. Yeah. Um, you know, late in the evening kind of a thing. Mm. Really good. But there's, I guess, signature is unfiltered, so you d- you do get a lot of flavor out of the beers. Mm. Uh, some people don't like the sediment, but I th- I really like it. So yeah, yeah, nothing to be scared of there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, more sediment the better. Yeah. Uh, so Mad River, they're fairly new to Australia. Uh, how long have you been bringing them in for? Well, they they've been uh, gray the last few years, but yeah. Um, yeah, I think we signed with them uh, mid year, and then the first shipment came out in August and sold out pretty much immediately so mm. uh, the next next stuff is coming in uh, with some new kegs too uh the at the end of this month and then we'll get some some uh some of their darker the the problem with printing in the american styles is the really good stuff comes in their winter mm. but some of it is not really suited to summer so uh we'll get some of that but uh we'll see how the australian public likes it yeah like they have a really good barley wine that will be coming through oh great uh John Barleycorn, I think it's the name of it. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, so... I've heard that, that one's got a pretty good reputation, that beer. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, just a few matter of a few months. So you started bringing in, um, as we mentioned earlier, Lost Coast, and, and we spoke uh, for Australian Brews News about a year ago now, I think, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah just over um, a year. So I'll put, I'll put a link to that discussion in the, in the show notes. Um, so, you know, we don't we don't retreat old, old ground. People can catch up on, on, you know, how you came about, but... Um, since since then, you mentioned you've picked up a few a few new players. Are you finding um, the Australian public are, are more receptive to one style in your portfolio now, or you? Uh, yeah, it definitely seems full body IPAs, double IPAs especially. Yeah, uh, the Australian public loves. With that said, the Lost Coast Downtown Brown is our best seller. So really, yeah, yeah. So I guess that's a, a market that is yet to be filled with Australian craft beer that brown lighter brown style that, and that's quite yeah. quite interesting because when we spoke to jane from two birds and sp- i was speaking to her subsequently and her their brown and their red have been outselling their golden at the brewery oh that's great to hear um, yeah. yeah even the first week uh, oh the first couple of weeks there yeah, yeah. did really well oh i think it's, it's pretty yeah. surprising really that that and that you're saying the same thing as well because you you do see people you know ipa is the style that's driving this this thing but yeah. It seems people have got a thirst for something else. No, double IPA, if we get that in, in any form, it just goes out the door. Yeah. Mm. Oh, so Especially in draft. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's good. I mean, that's what the West Coast is known for. So, mm. yeah. Um, and certainly the, the Lost Coast, the Brown and the IPA, I, I really like both of them. Yeah, that downtown's um, a really solid beer. Yeah, I was surprised how much when I first had that, I was like, oh, yeah. this is. Have you had the Double Trouble IPA? It's not in bottles. It's only a few kegs. No, I haven't seen that one around, Dave. Okay. No, I haven't either. No. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to think. I think uh, Forrester's has a keg, so I'll, yeah. Hmm. I'll keep our eyes peeled in for that, yeah. So you're bringing many kegs in? Yeah, they're uh, disposable kegs. Um, we'd love to bring in stainless steel, but it's just a, a little difficult. But, mm. yeah, there's a few different types to uh, – the key keg, yeah. um, which is originates in, I believe, Germany or Austria, 
And then um, you have to have a special con- uh, tap connector. Coupler. So, yeah, it's pretty uh, pretty expensive for those, but um, we try to reduce the cost as much as possible. Mm. And then there's pub kegs, uh, which only come in 20 liters. Yeah. And then there's all these other different types. So it it might be confusing for the average venue to to work with all these disposable types. But it's getting uh, – there's a few brands which are getting more standardized. So mm. that's good. When you when you started bringing in beers, um, you, know, you just wanted to get the Lost Coast beers in. That was kind of your primary goal was to yeah, get the yeah. Lost Coast beers to drink yourself, really. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, talking about kegs and stuff, have you had a bit of a steep learning curve since – since then oh yeah definitely um like you said i never really worked in the beer industry before uh i'm actually uh urban planner at a local council but um yeah just really liked lost coast and then as it's as the position or the company's evolved i just gone into all these other styles and it's it's just amazing what's out there and also working with uh victorian brewers has been really good just helping them establish better in the market hmm. um, people are very receptive to to locally made stuff so that's that's a, a key I guess transition that we've had the last maybe six months yeah so yeah and when you started you, you were the only employee I guess of Redwood is that oh and my wife and your wife sorry yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and but yeah she helps with graph, uh, marketing graphic yeah. design and stuff yeah. and there's more people on board now yeah we have uh, actually Trent, the Victorian sales manager, is from Michigan. He remembers growing up uh, next to founders when they were just a number of, maybe a couple of vats, one one small room, and now seeing how much they've grown up. But he's, so he's a Victorian sales manager, moved out here probably the same time I did, around 2007, 2008. Mm -hmm. Uh, So pretty much a full full on Australian. And then um, in New South Wales, we just hired uh, Dylan. So he's doing... Uh, that whole state and kind of Queensland as well. Yeah. And then the other states uh, we're trying to establish, but pretty much I'm doing that by email. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, and how are you, how did you go about approaching and, and sort of bringing in a new brand with not much experience? You know, what was your approach to, to bars and, and restaurants to, hey, get my beer? It, yeah, it's just uh, telling the story, I guess. Uh, that's what we pride ourselves in is is knowing the the story behind the brewery and uh, and really selling it to to the uh, people who serve the beer, really, so they can recommend it. Mm-hmm. And just making sure that it's a, a well-rated brand and uh, that the brewers are nice people. They have kind of a, a unique mission. Um, the area we import from is is very alternative and, and different. So we're, we're going to try to maybe look at doing an event that centers around Humboldt County in California yep. for really Good Beer good, Week. Yeah, great idea. Yeah, maybe get some redwood trees or something inside, but it's pretty hard <laughs> to find out here. <laughs> yeah, You'd have heavy. to wait a while for them to grow, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's just maybe 50 years. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll okay. get there. So Good Beer, good beer Week 2065. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, you're saying um, you're bringing out um, you know, a lot of double IPAs and IPAs. Are you? Um, I think when we spoke, you're bringing them all in refrigerated containers and, and things like that. Yeah, so is that yeah. still still happening? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It adds a little more to the cost, but it's it's definitely worthwhile. Mm. Um, it's pretty standard these days for most stuff, even gray imports to be refrigerated. So that's good for everyone. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Did you have any um, reservations with the U.S. brewers about bringing some of those hoppy beers across? Uh, in terms of the quality when yeah. they get here, they. They do uh, manage it so they, they make sure the freshest stock goes and they give us an indication of the, I guess, the best before dates mm-hmm. and, and stuff. So it's not too much of an issue. But uh, with draft, there was some reservation. But, it, yeah, it's all, all sorted now. So, right. Yeah. It's, it takes about 21 days to get here over the ocean. So yeah, so if we get it's pretty quick. fresh stock, that's pretty good, isn't it? Well, that's yeah. The, yeah. yeah, I've been always <clears throat> almost wary of bottling dates and, and freshness, but everything I've had recently from the States um, has been really fresh, and, and I've I tried the Mad River I, double IPA. It tasted in pretty good, Nick, when I had yeah, it. Yeah, and I, I was um, really impressed okay. with it. Um, Where was that at? I, had, I bought a bottle from um, a bottle oh, store. Oh, yeah, and, nice. and, um, just on a whim a couple of weeks ago, and, and yeah, 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 it tasted tasted fresh. Um, which, you know, you always kind of as a punter, you're like, uh, 
you know, I'm spending so much money on beers. I want to be sure I'm getting, you know, something fresh. Especially when, I'm sure it was in your case, but in my case, it was the first Mad River beer that I'd ever had. Yeah. When you have those and go, well, this is the first one. It's come from America. Yeah, and you you don't want to be too judgmental on it, but, you know, you're paying... It is definitely is an extra little factor you think about. That. Um, so you know, it is it is good to hear that it is the freshest stock, and um, yeah, it, yeah, it ended up being yet delicious. So yeah, there yeah. is some. Uh, I, I guess they're not so much concerned, but just amazed by how expensive beer is over here. Their mm-hmm. beer is selling for, but I tell them all the time it's just uh, pretty standard. Um, the customs tariffs are so huge, but there's also the taxes on local breweries too. So it's mm-hmm. yeah, well, yeah, so amazing for all the costs. From a, a punter's point of view, we're paying about the same for Australian beer than we are US beers. Yeah, and yeah. does that help the, help you sort of sell that to them in terms of you know, sure it's going to be expensive over here, but you're going to be competing on the same level. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they don't they don't want to overrun the the market and take over the domestic stuff. Uh, I'm sure they wouldn't like to see. Australian brewers or, or European brewers sure. take over the local market, but yeah, they uh, that's definitely uh, a, a good point. Um, that yeah, it's kind of a fair playing field, hmm. but that yeah, the taxes. I believe I forget the prime minister who put it in place, but they keep going up slightly every year. So who knows when it's gonna <laughs> how, how expensive it can get? I don't think any politician is going to try and push alcohol tax to be lowered yeah, yeah, of, yeah, of yeah, what it is. I think there's a couple of politicians. Um, Christine Milne, I think, is on board, and, and Tony Windsor, maybe? Something like that, yeah. One of the independents. I'm pretty sure it was him. I think they're the only two politicians that are, are willing to speak out for, for craft beer. Um, but Because it's, yeah. it's really easy to paint the negative, obvious picture, but when you think about the industry and the vibrancy and youth of it currently and how much it could explode given that sort of yeah. extra little boost. but Yeah. yeah. It is funny that it's based on ABV rather than anything else. Because mm. you see in the States, you'll see a, a long neck of 10% beer uh, sold at the same price as something, yeah, a lot less. So, uh, yeah, it's just different. I, I think from a, from a punter's point of view, we're kind of used to it. So I don't, don't do too many double takes about the price of beer. Occasionally, I'll see something, and, and yesterday I, I saw a, a New Zealand beer that was eleven dollars eighty for a small, like three hundred mil glass, and it was like a four percent beer. Yeah, oh, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, it's a really good oh, beer, that's but that's a special. lot of money, and it's a good beer, but yeah, it wasn't like a you know barrel aged with extra ingredients. It was just a beer. Yeah, um, and there's definitely like reasons for that. Like I remember, yeah, and I'm not begrudging yeah, anyone. Yeah, like, yeah. I remember when the Death from Above cans came out here. Mm. They were like some places had them for between ten dollars fifty and eleven dollars a can. And that's amazing beer, but oh, that's, that's, that's a lot of money. Price a can, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, now you mentioned sort of you'd picked up some local breweries and and that you know the the guys don't want to take over the market. Um, and it, it, is that intentional for you to sort of include some local breweries and, and Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's where I think the future is heading. It's it's only going to get better with Australian beers, and they're going to be in demand uh, around the world, so mm. need to get with them early. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Coinda has been great. They they do some uh, really good staple beers. They're going to release some, some new stuff. I think they were saying uh, Halloween uh, pumpkin ale oh, cool. for uh, this month. Yep. Um, yeah, they're they're – they're finding it really hard to meet demand, but they're definitely getting there. That's great. Yeah. Speaking of great, this porter is tasting delicious. Yeah, this oh. is this is a really good Would you like to beer. have some more? Or? Um, I'm not going to say no to a little bit more. That's okay. delicious, yeah. I might just do a, I'll yeah. pass it around if you like. Yeah. Um, and Coinda, their black IPA is definitely a favorite of mine. That Oh, yeah. That bear wouldn't be when I had it. I, I'm sure I've mentioned it on the show. Um, changed my opinion on black IPAs. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's so probably a, it's probably a better example of what that Cascadian dark style should be, and um, it's really good. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It's dangerous to go to the brewery on Fridays because they do ten dollars jugs. Yeah, that is dangerous. Yes, yeah. <laughs> black IPA. <laughs> you could imagine how that goes. I've, I've been to the brewery. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's quite far out for. And I, I live west of of the CBD, so. But I've, I've been really wanting to, and it's just kind of making the the effort to go. Um, yeah, check it out. Mm. It's it's in an industrial area, and uh, 
yeah, it's it's good to have a pool table and just a place to, to yeah, drink beer yeah. and play Mario Kart or whatever. Man, yeah. Mario Kart, yeah. ten dollar jugs of black IPA. I remember they used to um, at Penny Blue they had a uh, pretty much they had a license on the a uh, license. Four choice of words. It wasn't a license, but they had their pale ale on the hand pump, Penny Blue, pretty mm. consistently, and that beer on the hand pump is delicious. Mm. Oh I yeah, I haven't. I actually looked at their pale yesterday in the shop and sort of thought I haven't tried it for a while. I didn't pick it up. It's pretty good. Yeah, um, maybe I need to revisit it. It's so again, it's one of those ones that you overlook for whatever reason, then you mm. have it and go, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. And and Prickly Moses is another one that that you mentioned. Um, I can't remember the last time I, I drank one of their beers because I find you don't see them that much in, in Victoria even. Like, you know, might see them at a bottle store but not at a pub. Um, so you, are you sort of focusing on selling them? Yeah. Know? So with both those breweries, we actually work with new customers. We don't uh, – they, they still manage their existing. Yep. And then we just uh, really just go out and, and try to expand the brand Um so that's what we'll probably help them with, hopefully seeing some more stuff, because they have a huge range. Hmm. Um, and, yeah, I, I haven't seen a lot of their seasonals around. So hmm. especially, like, having the blueberry Heffenweizen during summer would be amazing. And it's, it's one of those beers that <clears throat> you can sell to someone over a bar that, you know, they come into a beer place and they say, I don't really like beer. Um, and then you give them something with blueberries and a Heffenweizen and it's... Oh yeah, it sort of gives them a bit of a oh, okay. This is not a Carlton draft. This isn't what I'm expecting. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And summertime, it's yeah, yeah. yeah. We I went m- to a sorry. I went to a beer and cheese tasting that was sort of held uh, with them and milk the cow mm. um, from Marjorie. And um, I was there yesterday. They picked out. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. Not uh, with nice. Pretty Moses. Beers, no. <laughs> <laughs> and they picked out. I don't know three or four. I think it was four beers that they had, and they were really well like well thought out and great matches for the cheeses that we had so um hmm. yeah hmm. i don't know about the uh, scope of this podcast if because they also offer cider now yeah oh, forbidden we oh, <laughs> okay. we just we yeah. transcend yeah almost yeah. everything yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah they they have two uh, brands of cider now so they're it's called forbidden cider so yeah hmm. getting I, started in that what's, what style of cider is it uh, i think it's pretty standard at the moment but they're getting into some different types just like with the beer but yeah cool it's a nice summer uh, apple cider yeah now you mentioned you work full-time full-time still at a local council yeah yeah how do you juggle everything uh it's pretty difficult um our sales guys help out a lot during the day um but but yeah just coming home and getting a few nice beers from blackheart and sparrows and Doing invoices until <laughs> two in the morning. <laughs> yeah, eating and sleeping. Overrated. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like it's it's fun. It's not it's not uh, too too hard of work to to not want to do. Um, go out to talk be, talk about beer, do some tastings. Um, yeah, it's hopefully uh, might be able to reduce my hours at some point, but yep. it's pretty manageable at the moment. So yeah. would that be your goal to one day do this full time? Yeah, potentially. Uh, also, we really like putting on events too, so we're looking at how to to do that more. Maybe even venues. Uh, not too sure yet. It's just mm. seeing how it goes. Like I said, I started this just wanting to drink Lost Coast beer, so <laughs> we'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's great. And I, I, I might have mentioned this in the um, Bruce News article that that is the sort of typifies what's happening with beer at the moment. Is you just want to drink good beer or beer that you like, so. You work out how you can do it, and that becomes a job for you. Yeah, uh, exactly. Which is great, and it's uh, yeah, it's exciting to see that happening. Um, hmm. Are you are you still really enjoying it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, if you've ever uh, been to a city council meeting, trying to present, <laughs> <laughs> I have been to city council meetings, and it does it get <laughs> yeah much better than that. But yeah, it's it's a lot of fun, especially uh, working with the domestic breweries now too. But um, yeah. and we went along to a. I went along to a tasting at Forgotten Worlds um, that you did mm, three or four months ago. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, For Eel River release, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it was it was really great being at a bar that has video games, and we've mentioned that on the the show before. Um, and there's a beer tasting happening there, and and that uh, was your first time there, wasn't it? Or? I think it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and that I guess got me to that bar, and, and since you know, you know, go back there occasionally and. 
places. Oh, that's great. And drink yeah. some cans. Yeah, that place is good. We like Forgotten Worlds. Yeah. <laughs> no, and May and Graham are really uh, great people too. And yeah, and there's some crazy events. They yeah. seem to be one of those bars that your beers sort of pop up, and it's kind of they have a lot of American beers in there, and, and your range just slots right into that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they have a uh, great range. They have. I saw Golden Road there for the first time, seeing it in Australia. Uh, I haven't even I was heard of Golden Road. Either have I. Oh, okay, they're based in LA. Yeah. Yeah, but I think they're done by Phoenix or somebody. Yeah, they. Um, I w- it was my first time actually tasting it, but they they're pretty recent. So good to see it out here. Once again, probably not available in most states in mm. California or in America, and then <laughs> out here. Um, and like, into the Kodiak Club, I think, and which is where you had your launch. Um, oh yeah, yeah, in Brunswick Street here in Melbourne. And again, your brand sort of fits in with those, um, although your beers brands fit in with the bourbon, you know, American style food, and then yeah, big yeah. IPAs and stuff. Have you sort of consciously targeted those places for that? Oh, definitely. We're we're not approaching the Dan Murphys or the the bigger chains. We're choosing really uh, unique venues and yeah, just people that are good to work with as well. That's mm. a key key issue. Um, but yeah, it's it's also burgeoning in Sydney and Queensland, as you know. So mm. uh, Melbourne just it's astronomical the amount of venues that are even just opening up any day. Mm. So uh, there's a new one, Alchemist Refuge, which we we were able to kind of start the beer menu with with our range oh so, great yeah another place to check out where about where, yeah, where's that place uh it's in the city i don't know the exact address, oh another cbd place good yeah yeah, yeah yeah cbd places it's actually tricky to find it really is. somewhere for a quiet beer um i guess i don't want to mention too many names because some places i've stopped we've stopped going to um or i have anyway uh but yeah if i want a beer on the cbd i yeah, oh, yeah, I might check this new one out. No, and it's as a as a drinker and someone that you know writes about beer, podcasts about beer. It's so hard to keep track of even Melbourne, let alone Sydney, Queensland, and and everything that's happening. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> would you say what would be your biggest market out of out of everything? Is Melbourne still your biggest? Or oh, definitely, yeah. Trent's done an amazing job just getting it, mostly in the inner north. I'll I'll admit, but yeah. uh, we're trying to work south of the river. We'll see how that goes. As, are you finding that more difficult to yeah it's it's uh i i guess just because we live um both trent and i live in fitzroy so yeah. i live yeah. south of the river so i understand okay <laughs> not a, a heap around for, yeah. for people not from melbourne there is kind of a divide that river divide uh which is kind of hard to explain yeah um yeah. i think i did someone asked the other day and i described it as i can't remember how i described it I should have thought of that before yeah, I launched into that. Uh, it's <laughs> <laughs> but there is a weird, like, unofficial... Yeah, and, and I, I notice it coming from, from the west um, west and, and the north, then going to the south. and Yeah, they're not really my people over there. Other than Dave, of course. Yeah. Personal. <laughs> I spend most of my time north of the river, though. So. <laughs> but whereabouts are you? In uh, I'm in Ormond, so I think you sent some okay. of your stuff to... Um, Grape and Grain and Moorabbin. Oh, yeah, So they're yeah. my local bottle they're, shop that I go to. Yeah, so. probably one of – well, definitely one of the best down there. And yeah, they just got so. new taps. Yeah, they yeah. got opened up their bar. It's a pretty yeah. cool little space there. So um, that's a bit of an oasis in a barren <laughs> wasteland pretty much. <laughs> oh, yeah. it's not too bad, but, yeah, it's just a new territory that we need to explore. <laughs> which is which is interesting saying, you know, a new territory in the same city within – Oh, you know, I know. It's, it's a tram ride apart. But yeah. I think people that take the risk will get a payoff, though, because um, well, Thursday and Friday night at Two Brothers is mental. Hmm. So many people go down there. Um, so I think there's still and the the local tap house for it, this south of the river, and, yeah. and that's pretty you know, close to the river, but still south yeah. of the river, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> and that that started, you know, it was the first bar to really take a massive risk on on good beer. Um, and just com- completely commit to it, and and yeah. then in the beer and brewer top fifty, they snaffled number one and number three. Yes, on the list, so that's a pretty good payoff. The wheaty number two, boo, should be <laughs> number one. Just lock it in. I voted the wheaty too. Um, for those that, uh, cold opening, we were kind of referencing. I don't even know if we're going to keep that cold opening in. Uh, anyway, keep it in. Um, the re- You're the- document the great <laughs> chairfall of 2014. Excuse <laughs> me, yeah. Um, <clears throat> The Beer and Brewer Top 50 Bars Award. I haven't actually looked at the whole list, 
I voted in it. Um, I actually put Forgotten Worlds in there of all places. Um, oh, great. Well, because, fair enough, yeah. Because I like going for a beer there and it's not a typical beer venue. Um, yeah, they do a crappy movie nights, I think. Oh, really? Uh, outstanding. Yeah. I need to go to one of those. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> Just uh, while we're on topic, um, for those listening, Alchemist Refuse, it's 328 Little Lonsdale Street. Is it open now? Oh, it? Yeah, open? yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so what sort of a place is closed it? Closed Monday and Tuesday and Sunday. Uh, open 5 through five to 10, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Saturday, 4 p.m. to 9 p.m. Yeah, great. We'll yes. have to check it out. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so what do we? What should we expect in the future? Uh, I know you mentioned sort of some potential events. Um, anything else on the on the cooker? Uh, just some new breweries. We're working hard to get. I really like some sours in our range. So <laughs> we talked off mic uh, about your your starting to or you got a love for sours recently. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Any any favorites? Back in the states, I uh, so it was kind of uh, this last month. I I was over there and. It was kind of a barrel-aged and sour uh, time of my life. Mm. But, yeah, the the brewery um, in yep. Orange County, yeah, yep. they did some amazing pumpkin sours yeah, yeah. that I had. Yeah. So I don't know if they're available out here yet. Uh, you can get gray stuff gray here, yeah. Yeah. Um, of the sort of regular range. They are also opening up a new sour-only plant because um, they had some problems with, uh, and, and this isn't sort of any secret, they came out and said, you know, we had problems with cross-contamination with our regular range. Um, and they've been really open about that, which is which is good, because, you know, one yeah. of their beers was soured and they said, hey, it's can't, got sour, we're going to sell it for cheaper or whatever. Um, yeah, which is, you know, yeah. you can't begrudge them for that. No. Uh, we actually had one of their beers recently, the Melange, mm. which is sour and it was delicious. It was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, oh, no. yeah. Where'd yeah. you get that? Uh, just a, a friend of ours um, had a bottle of it. That they um, mulled oh, back, yeah. yeah. Um, it was delicious. But yeah, yeah, that's definitely slowly growing that sour and, and barrel age sort of saison and, and funky stuff in the States at the moment. Um, oh, yeah. And it's, people have been saying that for years, you know, the next big thing is going to be sours and saisons, but it seems to be finally happening. Um, yeah, so, yeah, definitely. Would definitely love to see more out here. The funny thing is, my wife is gluten, pretty much gluten free, and she really likes sours because they seem to not be. Uh, they seem to not interact too much with. <laughs> with the, that. But that's that, that doesn't yeah. seem to be correct when that you look at the sound, science. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think um, where she. Funny you mention this. On the way here in the car, we're listening to the radio, and they're talking about gluten intolerance and celiac and all that um, and a lot of it's to do with the microflora in the stomach okay and yeah. I, I was reading something about yogurt people sort of going into quite a yogurt heavy diet can change the microflora in their stomach and, and help with gluten intolerance and lactobacillus is one of the big ones in yogurt that's also in sour beers yeah. so it's yeah. that kind yeah, of okay. um, yeah I could the, yeah it's a, it's I don't know how scientifically proven it is, but it could be. Yeah, yeah. a new trend. But uh, yeah, no. uh, <laughs> our producer also says I'm not a scientist. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You used the word lactobacillus in the correct context, Just so I'm prepared to throw that, that down yeah, like that, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> so all you glutides out there, sour beer is fine. Yeah, you heard it here. <laughs> Just stay away from from mine. <laughs> <laughs> I'll oh, let that out. <laughs> but going back to my favorite beer I had back in the states was probably the Lost Abbey. Uh, Agave Maria. Oh, um, it was a strong ale barrel aged in tequila barrels. It was absolutely amazing because yeah. I'm a big tequila fan too. So. There has been some tequila barrels used over, like a, a Garage Project used some, I think. Oh yeah, I had that um, a good, uh, uh, yeah, good beer week this past year. Yeah, yeah, um, that was amazing. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, I like the idea of different barrels being used and, and seeing the effects. Oh yeah, um, and that seems to be a bit of a trend in the states releasing. Um, you know, four or five beers with different barrels. Yeah, and, yeah, and seeing what's happening. Um, anything else you want to add about about what you're doing? What's in the future? Anything like that? Uh, I guess yeah, we'll do some events. We'll we'll look at doing some some kind of uh, because under our liquor license, we're able to actually do some events where we can sell our beer. We'll look at doing our whole range and get a warehouse or something and invite the public uh, hmm. sell our beer for under what you would normally get it for and, <laughs> and let people be able to taste the range. So, mm. yeah, we'll Good keep idea. updated on our uh, website and Facebook and stuff. So. 
plug your website and Facebook? I didn't know if I should do that. No, no, do it. Please don't. Do that here. Three and a half hundred okay. people will uh, hear that. Yeah, that's actually pretty. <laughs> uh, RedwoodDistribution.com, and then just uh, search Redwood Distribution for Twitter, Facebook. Cool. Uh, yeah, and we'll put all the links in our show notes. Um, if you're out there wanting to find their beers or learn more about them. Um, all right. Well, let's let's wrap this segment up, and we'll come back with come some back recommendations. Rex. We used to turn. <laughs> are, we, are we on? Yeah. Right oh, we're now. recording. We used to gladiator. We used a little bit of uh, gladiator talk there. It used to be on uh, Sunday nights in New Zealand, like reruns. We used to uh, watch it on a Sunday night and and we turned it into a drinking game. So we kind of had like every time Mike Whitney did something, every time, and you'd pick a thing, and it was great fun. Gladiators. Gladiators. Not that I encourage drinking games. Mm, no. <laughs> Anywho, let's get into some recommendations after that. Babbling away. Yeah. Uh, well, let's actually mention we're drinking another beer. Yeah, this is my favourite one so far out of the Mad River series. This is what's the name of it? The Jamaican Red something? Yeah. So the there's a reggae on the River Festival in California, up near where the breweries are in Humboldt County. A lot of crazy people up there. Uh, probably the biggest reggae festival in America, and they they brewed a few beers for it. And actually, they were so popular. Uh, Mad River made a whole range of Jamaican series beers All for right. that festival. So this is the Jamaican Red Ale out of that. Now, I'd, I'm not going to lie. It's really delicious. It's kind of dry. Is there a little bit of rye in there? Tasting mm. a little bit of, I don't know. But something like it's, it's kind of got a little bit of spice, though. There's no mention of rye, but yeah, there is that mm. sort of spice. Um, really nice bitterness as mm. well. Yeah, once again, unfiltered, uh, just really robust flavors for a red. Mm. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to lie, though, the, the label um, probably isn't my favorite label I've ever seen, <laughs> but it kind of fits with what the kind of posters you'd see at a reggae. Yeah, yeah, something. Just, <laughs> that's oh, yeah. The, that, the um, narrative of the that yeah, context. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess it works in that, in that sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but no, uh, very impressed with, with what I've had of the Mad River stuff. Oh, that's so yeah, far. this is damn tasty, yeah. Yeah, they're at the Great American Beer Festival at the moment, I think. Mm. Seen a few posts on un- Untapped. That was um, live streaming the awards last night. The Great American Beer Festival awards were live streaming. Oh yeah, like overnight. Uh, That's what you're staying up watching. No, time. no. <laughs> I wish that was the case. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I was just thinking. There's nothing more boring than an award ceremony. Like even when you've been there. Yeah, it's boring. I, um, I watched on TV. I was up watching rugby for yeah. the record. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it too much. Just flicking <laughs> over to the live stream now and again. To yeah. Catch up on some results, yeah. Uh, all right, let's, let's get some recommendations going on. Dave, you want to kick it off? All right, let's have a beer recommendation first. What do you got? Uh, I'm going to recommend the uh, Aromatic Spelt Ale from Two Meter Tall. It's just great. I mean, we've always chirped on about how much we love Two Meter Tall, but uh, I picked up a few of theirs recently, and that one is always so impressive. Mm. Just delicious. They're doing more farmhouse stuff and really upping their uh, farmhouse funk. Good news. Mm, mm. What do you got? My one uh, would be the Burley Brewing Fig Jam IPA. Oh, yeah? I don't know when that one came out. It came out a couple of years ago, yeah. a year or so ago. And I was getting some beers to watch the football with the other week, and there was four of those in the fridge, and I thought, oh, I'll give that a shot. I haven't had it for a while. It's tasting really good. Yeah, their hoppy um, beers are nice. The other yeah. one is the Hasselhoff. Yeah, that was also good. Yeah, yeah. they're tasting really nice at the moment. Yeah, and that was I had that in the Mountain Goat IPA, Mountain Goat IPA, and I was really impressed. It's kind of reminded me. Oh, it shows sort of how far Australian IPAs have come. I think there's a lot of a bit middle of the road, middle of the road ones, ones and, and yeah. both them. You know, they're not they're not going to change anyone's lives, and no one's going to queue up for years for them, but. You'll happily have it in your fridge. Oh, though, yeah. yeah. I drink, drink, definitely drink them. I should also was mention... Was Fig Jam a Gab's beer? I can't remember if it was one year. I think Hasselhop was, but Fig Oh, maybe Jam, that's the one. Yeah. one. Okay. Um, the other one I, I should mention, the Little Creatures IPA, mm-hmm. which I don't know if I've said it on air before. I said I just didn't like it all. I was really disappointed by it. Had one the other day at the brewery. Tasting really good. Actually, one of the best beers I've had um, for a few months. Right. So I rescind okay. what I've what said. What was the difference in what you had experienced previously in this Look, one last time? Previously, it seemed to be, it didn't know what it wanted to be. I, I, I think it seemed to be... It was definitely a pulled punch. Yeah, it seemed to be I like a, almost like an ESB with 
out the malt. It's just kind of marmalady hops, uh, a mixture of new and old world hops. And just left me like, huh, I'm really disappointed by this. But I had it the other day and, and there's a table, there's four or five of us that are, you know, all fairly beer nerdy and everyone was um, heading back straight for that one when we when we all had it. It was a, yeah, a real winner. So was it like have they acknowledged the difference in recipe, or was it just because it was fr- really fresh? Or no, I, I'd had it, I'd had it there before, yeah. and I didn't enjoy it. And I'd had it when it first came out and didn't enjoy it. I kept on giving it another chance, um, just because you're a fair bloke. I am pretty fair. Thanks, Dave. No worries, though. <laughs> uh, yeah. So there's three IPAs I'm going to recommend. <laughs> so <laughs> so that was the one done in Geelong that you were. No, was it the? Uh, sorry, it was actually the brewery. Um, the the brewery bar, so not actually the brewery okay. in, in Fitzroy on Brunswick Street. Oh, yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, which I haven't been there for a while. It's a good spot to have a beer. Oh, definitely. Oh, and you also had the White Rabbit Belgian yeah, the Pale, white... or is, is it Belgian Pale or IPA? How Belgian Pale. I can't remember what. Oh, so okay. this is a interesting one because White Rabbit has a, a lot of fondness. I think from from beer drinkers, you know, it was the first time a lot of people had had a white or a dark ale in Australia, and I've had the white ale recently and thought, "Ooh, this is doesn't hold up at all." I thought it was pretty bad, and I'd heard the Belgian pale wasn't that exciting. I thought it was really good. Yeah. So yeah. W- when I was in the Geelong brewery, that was the one that I was drinking because mm. I thought that was tasting pretty pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I thought it had a, a really nice um, estuary aroma, nice clean finish. I could drink four or five of those pretty happily. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, again, it's not going to change anyone's life, but you put it in your fridge, you're not going to be disappointed. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. Hmm. There's like four beer recommendations right there. <laughs> we don't follow the rules. <laughs> no, no. We set the rules. We can do whatever we want. Whatever. Yeah. Brian, what do you got for us? Uh, I guess 27 degrees yesterday. I'll stick with a warmer weather theme, but uh, maybe watermelon warhead, mm. <sighs> feral. Uh, electrolyte, doctor's orders, and then I found it at Low Buy Liquor up in um, Lilydale. But Justin Bleiber, oh uh, yeah, Justin Bleiber, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. yeah, I really <laughs> like that. Uh, Evil Twin, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, Evil Twin and Westbrook, I think a collaboration. Uh, one of our producer's favorite beers is the the Bleiber. Yeah, it's so. probably one of mine too. Yeah, <laughs> it's um, very good. But Westbrook are an interesting one. Um, I sort of been following their 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 beers from a distance, and they've got a Goza in a can. The, the sort of German style, um, and I really want to try it. Apparently, it's amazing. Um, I don't know. Yeah. If you, I don't know if you can pull that, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> just a little throw that <laughs> out there. <Yeah. laughs> um, so your recommendation is delicious. sour, well, Blinnerweiss. I think all those beers are Blinnerweisses. Yeah, yeah. So, so definitely get um, into it. I was talking to John at Grape and Grain recently, and he was mentioning how there's uh, a new brew pub series from Feral coming out soon and apparently the rep he was talking to was saying it with a wry smile of confidence that it was going to be a very very popular one so I don't know I watermelon heard, I heard whispers bottles? that they were going to put uh, watermelon warhead in bottles a long time ago so I don't know if that's just not going to happen but I don't know the, the weather's warming up it's probably a prime spot to bring it out but mm. that'd be fun wouldn't it yeah I think last summer I, I was we were out in the city shopping or something and it was a hot day like a 27 degree day and I saw on Twitter that it was on tap at the Owl House project and we're like just go straight there yep. and yeah. pints of that it's just perfect for a, a hot weather oh definitely mm. uh, when I went to Carwin Cellars when they opened the bar that was on tap there and I said watermelon warhead please and they said a pot and I went no no no, no. <laughs> a pint of watermelon warhead please uh, and it was glorious so mm. it's a good recommendation mm. yeah and it's good to see two local sours yeah, um, yeah. like those two are. yeah yeah hopefully Doctor's Orders starts circulating a little more I had it the other night at uh, Forrester's yep so two nights in a row but yeah well their um, packaging is coming out soon their bottled range the seasonal so. the um well, I guess it's seasonal, but... All their beers are sort of seasonal, right. yeah. yeah. But they're regular seasonal beers. Yeah. They'll be coming out packaged soon, which uh, will be fun. If you haven't listened to the episode yet, we spoke to Doc... Well, I spoke to Doc, sorry, a couple of weeks ago while we were over in Beervana, so um, really interesting to get, yeah, to chat to him about beer, and he's an interesting guy. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're Doc fans. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, non-beer. Dave, what do you got? All right, my non-beer recommendation 
is going to be watching old movies that you love. Because I've been doing it recently, and it's just enjoyable. You always think, but I, I almost hate all new movies that come out. <laughs> so few that I've enjoyed recently. And I think, why don't they make movies like they used to? And then people say to me, I think you just... It was a good time of your life. And I went, well, I'm going to go and watch the old ones and see if that's true. And I think I'm right. When you said that, three movies came to mind. Go on. Uh, well, what, what, what movies triggered it for you? Okay. Well, the ones that I went to straight away uh, were Fargo, uh, hmm. Apocalypse Now, and Casino. They were the ones I watched over the last sort of week, week and a half. And they're just great. They're hmm. just better. So much enjoyment comes out of it. So... I quite often, if I'm if I'm on a plane and there's a movie range, I always go for the the most classic movie, and I always uh-huh. have like classics because I always think I'm never going to watch it. If it's on TV, I'm not probably not going to watch it. Um, and I've seen some really good movies using that method. What have you had? Uh, what was the Paul Hustler one? Was it called Hustler? With with the. Uh, oh, I wish we looked it up. Is it Newman? <laughs> Paul Newman. Paul Newman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Hustler. That's a great movie. movie. And I I never would have watched it. Um, You know, I'm not going to download it. Because that would be illegal. Yeah. Well, you can download it legally these days. That's true. Stream. Stream. Yep. Um, Yeah, I loved it. And what was the the other one? Um, Oh, man. I can't remember it. Can't remember it? The French Connection. French Connection? Yeah, that's another good one. Yeah. Really good. So, yeah. Yeah. So I think if you got that group of movies that are your old favourites just go through them it's enjoyable My the, the three that sprung to mind yeah. for me were White Man Can't Jump The Last Boy Scout <laughs> and The Warriors um, I could watch those movies all day so I think I might go home and watch one of them exactly that's, that's what the recommendation is all about uh, alright so my, my non-beer we went to the NGV yesterday um, and here in Victoria and there was a perfume exhibition on out the back. Oh, right, okay. I think I've recommended a book about perfume mm-hmm. on the podcast before. And we've referred back to it. We're probably the most perfume-friendly podcast in Australia. The right only now. beer podcast that talks frequently about mm-hmm. perfume, it seems. Um, but the author of this of the book that I, I recommended, he actually curated this exhibition. Oh, wow. Which I didn't really know about until a, a friend mentioned they'd gone along. And basically it's the back garden of the National Gallery here. It's, it's really nice. There's sculptures and nice greenery. And, and the International NGV uh, producers correcting me. There's two, so mm-hmm. don't get confused. Um, so there's a beautiful bit of back garden area and there's seven perfume stations, little cones set up. And um, you go in and there's like the raw ingredient and then the perfume that it was made into throughout history, so like one from the 1800s, and you know they. That's still, a great idea for an exhibition. Yeah, so yeah. You, you go along this little swab, and you dip the swab in the raw ingredient, and have a smell, and you dip it in the perfume, you have a smell, mm-hmm. and it explains all the, you know, how it comes about and the reasoning for it. And it's quite cool. They have to divide the um, different areas. They have mists of water coming up to oh, trap the smell in. So you're kind of walking through this misty, gardeny water area and then finding some weird perfume and it was interesting a lot of the the aromas you know there's fresh cut grass banana um bitter almonds they're all things you find in beer um and so it's for someone that loves you know sitting and smelling beer it's it's really good to see it scientifically broken down in a, in a different way um yeah it was a lot of fun do you know how long the exhibition's on for it's gonna be until november-ish i can't remember exactly i'll put it in the show notes but if you're around melbourne it's free as well and it's in a you know springtime you're in a in a you know outdoors space you're crazy if you go if you don't go crazy until november 30th we're being told so you got more than a month um, go two times yeah or twice i believe yeah. something to use the word yeah if you work in the yeah, just hang out there, as our producer said. If you work near the NGV, it's a free garden to go and sit in this. I'd, I'd be eating my lunch there every day. It's really nice. Mm. Good recommendation. Yeah, sounds Thank good. You. Yeah. <laughs> Brian, what do you got? Uh, so it can be any... Anything. Okay. Oh, I guess a non, non-beer non drink that I got really into in the States. And there's a local Brunswick, I think, based producer, Kombucha. Mm. Oh, yeah. It's pretty... Beer related, I guess, per- it's, uh, fermenting. Yeah, what well, I know a little bit about it. It's fermented something, right? What's the? Yeah, kind of like tea. I mean, there's different flavors, but yeah, it's. We're talking again about probiotics and. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
No, that's that's very good. Uh, probably a guilty pleasure. I I don't listen to rap much, but I'm sorry. I was listening to like the shittiest new rap when I was in the states. Like, You're talking Chris, to Luke, who is Mister Guilty like, Pleasure. So. The new, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The new Chris Brown album. Go get it. Or, right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it's a controversial recommendation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't uh, know if it's a joke or what, but yeah. Chris Those Brown. girls ain't loyal. <laughs> <laughs> We've I I can't remember I think yeah, there was some pretty shocking music discussion last week, so this just ties right in. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. We'll check that one out. No no there wasn't shocking music discussion. There was a, some shocking music uh Confessions? Confessions is one word of putting it. Yeah, but it was either way you were red faced. Yeah. Mm. I was actually going to recommend something music related this week to redeem. So you get your cred back? Yeah. Okay. uh, Great. Go on, do it. You have a chance to do it. Uh, Get him back. Win him back. I don't even know what I've been. No, chances are I've been listening to something dumb this week. Really? Okay. Uh, I don't know. Did you you give the uh, Pet Shop Boys a single? No, I don't even know if I still got that somewhere. <laughs> That's what happened last week. I yeah. recommended a pet shop. Oh, I didn't recommend it. I outed myself as listening to. Yeah, that's well. Boy George is doing some new things, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good positive spin on it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's wrap this up. I reckon. I think so. Uh, we can. You can find us. All um, oh, right. Yeah. Alabertime dot com at Melba Dave for you on Twitter. Yep. At Ale of a Time for me on yeah, Twitter. Uh, at facebook.com slash Ale of a Time. We've also got an Allo. Allo.com slash Ale of a Time. Although I think Allo might be evil and not as nice as people say it is. Right. How nice do people say it is? Well, everyone is like, oh, it's the anti-Facebook and they're really lovely and it's designed by designers. Apparently that's not true. Okay. If you not, if you don't know what we're talking about, it's not important. It's gonna, You're never going to hear about this social media thing again. So. Yeah. But you can find us there. Yeah, rate and review us on iTunes. That'd be nice. Uh, we want to climb the charts, so yeah. give us some. What or if it's a, give us a one star if that's all you think it's worth. Brian, where can they find you on social media? Oh, I'd never heard of Allo before. It's <laughs> it's, it's, it's one of those fad no. <laughs> uh, social media, you know, like Google Plus. Oh, everyone get on board with this. It's going to be big. Yeah. Then, uh, yeah. Which circle no. can we find you in on Google Plus? <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll get back to you about that. Yeah. No, I am on Google. I haven't. I just get these updates and ignore them. But just Facebook and Twitter. Cool. And then, yeah, we'll stop. We'll be at your local event. So, mm. Yeah. Cool. We'll Very put all good. your contact details in the show notes. All right. All right. Till next time. Let's roll. So, yeah. yeah. Thank you. <laughs>